welcome to Shift the Atmosphere. I'm your host, Philip Renner, and I'm so excited to be here today. I believe that God is going to equip you. He is going to strengthen you. He is going to teach and guide and lead you. Remember, he's gone before you. He has prepared the way. And you are going to leave this podcast today ready to shift the atmosphere, ready to change things that need to be changed in your life and be that beacon of light and the power of God in someone else's life. Remember, wherever you go, the atmosphere shifts because Jesus Christ is on the inside of you. And someone who I believe is a phenomenal example about shifting the atmosphere is Gideon. But before we start, I want to encourage you, share this podcast with somebody else. Because I believe it's not only going to shift the atmosphere in your life, but also it's going to change others' lives. And so I'm just so thankful that you'll take the time and you will do that. And remember, I'm praying for you. And I am so excited about what God is going to say today. So let's start with Gideon. Gideon is a powerful story of what is happening right now, prophetically, in our nation. And I believe that there's so much that we can learn from Gideon. And we're going to start from Judges chapter 6, verse 1. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight. So the Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. Now, this is powerful because the Israelites, they were in sin. And because they were in sin, they lost their land. They lost the authority over their lives. And this is true about the church today. When we are in sin, when we have sin on the platform and we have mixed morals about different things. When we don't call sin, sin, but we're like, oh, that little issue over there. That is a big problem because the way the church goes, the country goes. And because God was no longer the center in Israel, Israel was given over to the Midianites and they lost everything which we are about to see. Verse 2, the Midianites were so cruel that the Israelites made hiding places for themselves in the mountains, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, marauders or invaders from Midian and Amalek, the people of the east, would attack Israel, camping in the land and destroying crops as far as Gaza. They left the Israelites with nothing to eat, taking all the sheep, goats, cattle, and donkeys. So the picture that we have right here is anything that Israel owned was stolen. They had nothing of their own. And because invaders were coming in, they were hiding. Here you have another prophetic picture. Why are people hiding? Because they're afraid. They're afraid of what they could lose. But the Bible is very clear because they were hiding. 
they were losing. And I want to speak right now to pastors, to leaders, that we can't hide what we believe in. We have to speak up because if we don't speak up, we're going to lose everything just like Israel. They lost everything because they decided to hide in caves. But God heard their cry and God wanted to save them. And let me tell you, in America, God is moving. He's working in ways we couldn't possibly imagine. I mean, we're talking about Roe versus Wade. Then we have the coach that lost his job in 2015 because he prayed with his players. But he took that all the way to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court said, you are right. You have the right to pray with your players. You have the right to fight for your freedom. And so now all coaches that want to pray with their players, they can pray. It's their right as Americans to confidently and boldly speak about their religion. It's freedom of religion. And when we hide in caves because of this stuff, when this stuff is trying to be taken away from us, if we hide in caves, we're going to lose it all. And the Israelites were losing it all. They had sin in the center of their lives. And that sin became a barrier, a barrier between God and them. And when they got rid of the sin, that is when the breakthrough started. And that's where the story of Gideon really starts. Verse seven, when they cried out to the Lord because of Midian, the Lord sent a prophet to the Israelites. He said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I brought you up out of slavery in Egypt. He's reminding them, I have been with you and I will be with you. I rescued you from the Egyptians and from all who oppressed you. I drove out your enemies and gave you their land. I told you, I am the Lord, your God. You must not worship the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live, but you have not listened to me. Verse 11. Then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree of Ophrah, which belongs to Joash. And there at that tree is Gideon. Now, I think this is amazing because it says the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, mighty hero. Some translations say mighty warrior, mighty man of valor. The Lord is with you. Now, a lot of people preach that Gideon was hiding. But when you read the context of this scripture, it says that he was threshing wheat at the bottom of the wine press, which means, yeah, he is hiding, but he is risking his life to take care of his family. He is threshing wheat on enemy territory. For me, that's not being afraid. 
That is bravery. It brings me to the first point. If you want God to use you, you got to be doing something. You know, so many of us think to ourselves, man, just one day out of nowhere, God is going to speak to me. He's going to put me before thousands of people and give me influence and give me authority and give me power. And I'm going to be a great man of God. Well, honestly, it doesn't start from there. You got to be doing something. It's when you're faithful in little that God will give you much. And Gideon was faithful in the only thing that he knew to be faithful, which was threshing the wheat in the wine press. Again, he's risking his life to take care of his family. He's actually a businessman who is threshing wheat. He understands that he's got to work. If you don't work, you don't eat. He understands these principles. And in that moment when he's doing something, I really want you to hear this. In that moment when he's doing something, God appears to him. Now you may say, well, I don't know what to do right now. Well, if you go to church, you can work in the children's ministry. You don't have to be on stage. You can be an usher. You can clean up the hall. You can greet people in the parking lot. You can do something. And in doing something, you're really starting your ministry. You're starting to do what God has called you to do. For me, I can remember waking up at 5 a.m. in the morning, going to the office and getting all this sound equipment, taking it from the fifth floor to the first floor and then taking it to the church. Of course, this was in Moscow, Russia, but I remember doing that. And I remember understanding when I did this, the wow, this is a privilege and this is ministry. Ministry is not always on the stage. Ministry is not always what people see, but I have to tell you, God sees it. People couldn't see, they couldn't see Gideon in the threshing floor, but he was there in the wine press and he was threshing wheat. People didn't see it, but God saw it. And so if you're faithful doing one thing right now, let me encourage you. God sees everything. So I'm going to bring it back to point one. If you want God to use you, start doing something because it's the people that do something that God pays attention to. It's the people that are faithful with little that God gives much. And I want you to notice what the angel of the Lord says to Gideon. Verse 12, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, mighty hero or man of valor, mighty warrior, the Lord is with you. Now, I think this is amazing because he doesn't say, hey, Gideon, I want to use you. He doesn't use his name. What he does is he uses the name that God has for him in the spirit. You see, Gideon didn't think much of himself. 
In fact, he was poor. He was probably the least qualified person for the job. Everybody looked at Gideon and thought, uh, you got to use somebody else for revival because that is not the guy. Have you seen him? Do you see the way he dresses? Do you see the way he talks? This is not a leader, but Gideon was faithful and little. And because he was faithful and little, God said, mighty warrior. You see, when God calls us, he doesn't call us, hey, loser, obviously, right? But maybe we look at ourselves like a loser. We don't see a lot of value in ourselves because we look at the situation and we say, uh, I don't think a lot is going on right now. But God looks at you and he sees past all of your shortcomings and he sees the best of the best. He sees you in the best way that you could possibly be seen. He sees you. He sees your potential. And he says, mighty warrior. Which brings me to a story. One day, my daughter, Mia, she comes up to me and says, Dad, it's a test. It's actually a map test. A map test means it's going to make sure that I learned something the whole year. It's going to evaluate what I learned the whole year. And she said, Dad, everything's bad. I don't think I'm going to do good. In fact, like, I'm going to die. Dad, Dad, I am so freaked out. I said, sweetie, the test is in two weeks. You can study. You're going to do this. Everything is going to be good. Just be peaceful and know that God's fighting for you. Dad, you don't get it. You just don't get it. Things are really, really bad. I said, well, you just got to study and things are going to be good. So the next two weeks, all I heard was things are really bad. And it honestly really started getting to me. And the fierce, ferocious father on the inside of me came out. You're not going to talk to yourself about that because you are my princess. You know, I want to speak to fathers is you can't allow your kids to speak to themselves. Don't let them say that they're stupid. Don't let them say that they're losers. Don't let them say anything negative about themselves because it's creating a habit that they're going to continue through their life. And they're, they're going to continue that through their children. And then it becomes a big problem. And so when these things happen, the ferocious father has to rise on the inside and you have to say, not in my house. And I believe there is a generation of fathers rising up and they're saying, not in my house, devil. In fact, right now, be like Gideon, say, not in my house, devil. It's not happening. I am going to do what you told me to do. And I am going to be an overcomer because Christ says I'm an overcomer. So not in my house. And so I'm talking to her and I say, Mia, come with me to the bathroom. And she looks at me like, dad, are you serious? The bathroom? 
I said, yes, come here. And so she comes into the bathroom with me, not knowing what's going on. Why is her dad calling her to the bathroom? But there's a big mirror in the bathroom. And I look at her and I say, what do you see? And she says, dad, I see me in the bathroom. I said, Mia, I don't just see you. I see a beautiful girl. I see a princess. I see someone who is so talented. I see someone who's got the mind of Christ. I see someone who knows who she is, whom she serves and who she belongs to. Start telling yourself who you are. Look at yourself in the mirror and begin to speak to yourself. And she looks at herself and she says, "Hmm, I see me in the bathroom. I see me in the mirror. She says, and dad, I'm tall. And dad, you know what? I got cute legs. And dad, I'm pretty styling. I've got a nice outfit. And pretty soon she was giving herself all these compliments of how awesome she looks. And I said, yeah. And Mia, I see the mind of Christ in you. I see someone who can do all things through Christ who strengthens her. I see a conqueror on the inside of you. And I see someone who can do that test, can ace that test. And she started jumping around. It's like, yes, and that's me. That's me. I am a conqueror. I said, yeah, and you're going to do that test and you're going to ace it. And guess what? A couple of weeks goes by and she aced that test. Now, the point that I'm getting to you through this story is you have to speak to yourself in the mirror. Sometimes you're going to wake up on the wrong side of the bed and everything in your wallet is speaking unbelief. There's nothing in your wallet. Let's just put it that way. When you look at situations and relationships and maybe just things seem like it's falling apart. That's when you have to remind yourself of the word of God. You have to remind yourself that first John four, four says that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. It doesn't matter what comes against you. You have authority in Christ Jesus. Luke ten nineteen says that scorpions can try to sting you serpents will try to bite which let's just be honest i think that's gossip and that's uh, wrong conversations and that's bitterness and all of that that can all try to sting you but you have the upper hand because god is fighting for you now even when you're listening to this right now you have to go into the bathroom Look yourself in the mirror and say, I am a conqueror. I can do this. I can ace this. And one of the things I told Mia at that moment is I said, a test is an opportunity for you to grow. And maybe you're going through a test right now. Maybe you're going through trials right now. You see, the same principle applies to a 13-year-old that applies to you right now. It's a trial, 
but it is a test, an opportunity for you to grow. It's also a test and an opportunity for God to show himself faithful. And so when God saw Gideon, he said, mighty warrior. I just want to speak that over you. I want to prophesy that over your family, mighty warrior, that you are a family of not losers, but mighty warriors. You're a family, not of sinners, but of mighty warriors. If you're the first believer to ever become a believer in your family, then you are a mighty warrior. You must begin to see yourself the way God sees you. And that was the first lesson that God taught Gideon. He said, Hey, to me, you're not just Gideon. You're a mighty warrior. He might've thought to himself, but I'm the poorest. I'm the weakest. I'm the least qualified, but God's like mighty warrior. And this is a scripture that really speaks to me, really blesses me. And I got to speak it over you. Who is a mighty warrior? Listen to this. Revelation 17, 14. Together, they will go to war against the lamb. It's talking about the enemy going against the army of God. But the lamb will defeat them because he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And he is called chosen. Faithful ones will be with him. So those are your names called chosen and faithful. So look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself I'm called. God has called me even when I was in my mother's belly. I'm chosen. You chose me. Out of all the people that you could have chosen, you chose me to fulfill the responsibility that you have for my life. Called, chosen, and faithful. And I love this one because so many times we do not feel faithful. We feel like we've messed up. We tried to live holy lives and, oh, we messed up. We didn't mean to get bitter. We didn't mean to say that. We didn't mean to see that. And in those moments, you don't feel very faithful. But God looks at you and says, you're faithful. No matter how many times you fall down, you're faithful. So your name, your spiritual name, is called chosen and faithful. And the amazing thing, when Gideon heard that he was a mighty warrior, he had all of these excuses. It was like, you're looking at the wrong guy. I am the least qualified. Let me tell you something. God loves using the least qualified to bring his glory to earth because he is going to get all the glory and all the people that looked at you and said, you're not going to make it. Do you know your history? Do you know your family? Have you looked at where you're from? Have you looked at how much money you got in your wallet? 
all of these questions that people will ask you, one day they're going to see how God used you in a mighty way because you just grabbed a hold of the word of God and the word of God became a part of you. And you said, I'm called, I'm chosen and I'm faithful. And if you have to say that over and over and over again, I'm called, I'm chosen, I'm faithful. I'm a mighty warrior. Say it over and over and over again. Romans 4 17 says, speak things that are not as though they were. So if you don't feel it, it doesn't matter if you feel it or not. You speak things that are not as though they were. And then you watch how those things come to pass and how you become a mighty warrior. And everybody then celebrates your victory and says, ah, I always knew. I always knew that there was something in that guy. I always knew that there was something in that girl. But the way that you get confidence is spending time in the presence of God. And I want to talk about that because it's a big part of Gideon's story is he became a warrior because he finally realized how God saw him, that he didn't see himself as a warrior, but God looked at him and said, you've been faithful in little, so I'm going to give you much mighty warrior. I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you for everyone who's listening right now. I thank you that they are called, they're chosen, and they're faithful. I thank you, Lord, that nothing is impossible for them because you are fighting for them. I thank you that they are warriors. I am speaking to warriors right now. I'm speaking to the Gideons who have the guts to go against the enemy, who will not hide like the others, but they will release the words and the assignment that you have for them on this earth and bring the glory of God. I ask you to bless their families. I ask you to make their dreams a reality, Lord Jesus. And I thank you that there is nothing impossible in Christ Jesus. I'm speaking to the Gideons right now. And prophetically, I'm telling the Gideons to rise in this nation. In the name of Jesus, you're a Gideon. God has called you for such a time as this. Wow. This has been awesome. And I believe that God has spoken to your heart. If you want to support what we're doing as a ministry, if you want to go with us, we're about to go to San Francisco. I'm believing for 300 evangelists on the streets, about 60 different musicians all over the street prophesying and speaking over the nation, speaking over San Francisco. And I believe it's going to be powerful. If you want to sow into that, if you want to become a partner of Philip Renner Ministries, then just go to philiprenner.com and you can become a monthly partner. Follow us on Facebook at Philip Renner Ministries and also Instagram at Philip Renner. 
And I want to encourage you, if you haven't gotten our books, then you can get Worship Without Limits and A Fasted Life wherever books are sold on every platform. And I believe that it will bless you as a pastor, as a minister. If you're a worship leader and you don't have those books, I believe that they're going to bless you and they will equip you for the good fight. Remember, you're a mighty warrior. And wherever you go, shift the atmosphere.